Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Good afternoon, everyone. Don, tell everybody hi. Hi. Thank you, Don. We are excited to be here. It is a beautiful day in Metro Atlanta, where I'm at. How is it where you are, Don? Uh, a little smoky, but other than that, we're doing fine. Mark, how about yours? Hot. 103 degrees on my front porch right now. Wow. That is a little warm. Now, uh, those of you that tuned in with us last time, you may remember that I put a little Facebook challenge out there because I was so brave. <laughs> I, I, I said, if whoever is the hundredth person, if you when you when you go on there and you fit, um, when you like us on Facebook, one mil one workout on Facebook, if the hundredth person does that um, and puts the puts their um, little comment about that on there, that I would send them a T-shirt or something along those lines. I think it was a T-shirt. Was it a T-shirt? I think yes. You said a T-shirt I think it was a that does not yet exist. Exactly, and it still does not. Well, we've surpassed the one hundred like mark i believe we're up to 103 and uh you know that's for me that's exciting especially when i go and i see somebody that likes the page that i don't know that's even more exciting and so uh mark i know you've got you know a couple of mil not millions uh mil as in spanish um got a couple of thousand listeners on your other show three four thousand six thousand i'm not sure more than ten one hundred seventy five thousand no, I awesome. totally made that up. Uh, on your main tightwad teacher, the flagship of the Element Open Network. And I, I'm, I'm just guessing uh, last year when that started building and you started having people you'd never met, you haven't, hadn't seen at a TCA EA conference or emailed with just popping on there and putting things on the forums and emailing you. That was a, probably a pretty exciting time, wasn't it? It is. It's really nice when not your friends start joining, yes. Right. That's what I said when Mark gave me the, the download numbers from the first episode. I was like, that's exciting because that's more people than, than that number is more than I forced to listen to it. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, I did my self-serving. If you're, if you're the hundredth person and you put the, the thing on there, we've already surpassed that. If, if the person knew they were the hundredth and they went back and put it on there, I'd still send them a t-shirt that doesn't exist. But so I thought I would do another contest. contest. This one's kind of open-ended because nobody's done it yet because nobody knew it was a contest. And I'm calling it the Stranger Danger Contest. And basically what it is, for those of you that are out there listening that don't know me personally, you've never been to my house, I've never been to your house, we haven't attended school, church, or work together, I haven't met you at, at Walmart or seen you at IHOP, I'm a stranger to you, stranger than some, stranger than most. Uh, the first person that goes into Facebook, the forums, uh, comments on this particular blog or, or podcast or any other podcast, my blog, anything, and puts... Hey, Aaron, I listened to your podcast and I'm a stranger. Something along those lines. Not to be the exact words, but I listened to your podcast and I was a stranger. If you will put that in there and get me your email address somehow, you can email me directly at Aaron at one meal, one workout.com. Uh, email me your address, your physical address or a post office box if you don't want me to know where you live. And I will send you a yet to a t-shirt that does not yet exist. A t-shirt to be named. Of course, you'll want to send me your size as well. So I'm just curious as to how long this will take. It's going to take a couple of weeks because this episode won't be out for a couple of weeks. But I'm interested to see when this episode comes out, if a real stranger will go and email me just for a free T-shirt. I sure hope they do. That would be very exciting to me. You know, people have done more for less. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There are reality shows to... that, that people do more for less on. I'm trying to win a MP3 player on this other, off this other podcast. Uh, I haven't heard the results yet. It was supposed to be a spring contest and now it's drifted on into summer. Um, but we'll see if I, I may not be eligible since now I'm an employee and family member of element OP, but we'll see. Oh, you didn't, you, you, we announced it. You won. When did you announce it? Um, a couple of episodes ago. I must've missed the end of that episode or something. Man, I'm so excited. Aaron, how are you going to win if you're not even paying attention? Yeah, and... I listen to every episode. I really do. Um, <laughs> Except that one. Every once in a while, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll lose the very end of one and, and don't go back and get it if it if my run runs a little short and I'm listening to it while I'm exercising or something. So I guess that's what happened. I got I got outed on that. Anyway, Don, Aaron, uh, it's pretty hot where you're at. Correct. Correct. We had uh, heat index with the humidity and everything. We were at 116 last week. I know there was a a weather advisory, heat heat weather advisory on on the news last night for pretty much all of greater Georgia, where Don and I both are. I know Mark's been in the midst of a heat wave in Texas for the last several months. So uh, kind of a new segment we're throwing in is the in the news segment. I want to, we're going to try to bring you some content outside the realms of our little brains that uh, is out in the news about exercise or health or fitness, anything like that. So uh, our little spotlight today is a USA Today uh, article that came out uh, just a few days ago. And uh, it's called... Which will be two weeks ago by the time this airs. Exactly. It's called... The title is Go Easy on Your Workout as the Weather Heats Up. So hopefully we won't have a cold front come in (laughs) between now and then. I doubt it very seriously. But, uh, and we'll put the link to this in the show notes. And basically the episode, the episode, the article is talking about what to watch out for when you're, when you're, uh, when you're exercising in the heat. Um, first of all, right off the top, they say, expect your performance to decline. So in other words, don't think that you can go out and run five miles in 30 minutes if you normally run five miles in 30 minutes but it's 30 degrees hotter today you will not be able to do that and um that is so true i found that to be true for myself and um so just be aware of that the heat will sap your strength it will make you perform slower lesser weaker um etc and uh just be aware of it when you go out there don't don't overdo it and not then only just second, as far as safety, but ahead. also as far as not getting discouraged. Because if you go out and you think you're supposed to be able to run three miles and then you can only run two and a half and you really want to give up for some reason, keep that in mind. Exactly. You know, um, I know running in really, really cold weather is actually pretty tough too as far as the breathing. And I hit a I hit a um, kind of a wall one time when I went out and ran. It was like 10 degrees and and I was just gasping and I was like, what is going on? And then I suddenly had the realization it's 10 degrees. <laughs> do I'm it. not supposed to be out in this weather. I should be inside with my wife and a cup of cocoa. And so I turned around and ran back to my house as fast as I could and, uh, and got a cup of cocoa. So not probably the best workout I had, but it was a good re- re- revelation there. So, um, one thing they tell you to do is watch out for heat stroke symptoms. Mark, Don, do either you know any of the, uh, symptoms of heat stroke. What would what would tell you that you were about to have a heat stroke? Little little Jeopardy quiz here. 
I remember having to do this uh, for my merit badge in, in Cub Scouts, or Boy Scouts, rather. Um, uh, cramps along uh, all your, all, any of your body, but mainly around your trunk, uh, back, uh, abdomen, that area. Dizziness, headaches, uh, nausea or vomiting. Um, did I get them all? One more, Mark. One more. Come on. I'm going to cheat and look at it. Well, thirst. Thirst is obvious. If you're hot, you're going to be thirsty. I don't even yeah. count that. One. Extreme thirst. Okay. And what's really funny is I do have those listed in the show notes, and Mark listed them in order <laughs> until he got to thirst, and then he um, he had to cheat. But that was still pretty good. Yeah. If you start having cramps, um, other than a normal running cramp, and even then you might want to think about it, if you start getting disoriented or dizzy in any way, you need to stop and cool off, get in the shade. And one reason that's very important to do that when you first start getting the, getting the symptoms is one of the later onset symptoms is disorientation and confusion. So if you keep trying to exercise through it, um, it's possible that you will get disoriented and confused enough that you won't be able to help yourself. And that's when you end up passed out on the side of the road, and, uh, and that's not good. So One of yeah, the reasons start- I was so familiar with those is I experienced every one of those symptoms yesterday afternoon. I, mm. uh, I, uh, I overdid it and, uh, uh, was, I was probably a, a couple of minutes from being in, in, in real trouble. And, uh, I went and, and doused myself in a cold shower. I got to the point where I stopped sweating. Um, and that's, that's bad. Uh, yeah, that is real bad. That's, uh, that's one of the other signs that they didn't mention, but that's, I think you're, you're pretty far along there when you get to that. You're, you're approaching heat exhaustion, I guess, is the first stage before you go to heat stroke. I've actually had, full-blown heat exhaustion before and that was not fun we, we had a softball game softball practice in july in tyler texas started at about eight o'clock in the morning i didn't drink anything before we went uh, i was not in that great of shape by about 10 30 with the sun blazing overhead i had quit sweating was pretty ignorant of what was going on got just a pounding headache and then started feeling dizzy and nauseous just weak and basically kind of be, had to be helped back to the car <clears throat> went home and drank a bunch of water and Pedialyte and uh, rested it. But, it, boy, it sapped it out of me for a couple of three days. It was not not fun. Um, so what would be some ways, do you think, gentlemen, that you can beat the heat? How do you beat it? It's simple. It's lo- logical, but sometimes we don't think about it. What are some of the ways we can beat the heat? Stay Don, inside. Mark, yeah, stay inside. Stay in the pod pod. Uh, Don, Mark nailed the, uh, the symptoms list. Do you have any suggestions on how to beat the heat? Oh, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my out of the box one first because I thought it was clever. Um, and that's to one that people often forget about is to swim. That's an easy one that you can still be active and not have to worry about heat stroke. Excellent idea. Swimming is a wonderful thing to do in the heat. I'm planning on doing that at my mother's house this next week for sure. Uh, you know, other thing is just extend, extend is not the right word. Shift the time of your workout. Get up a little earlier, work out a little later. I usually actually don't go to run till about eight anyway. So I miss the heat of the day. Um, and so it hasn't been that bad for me. Still hot. You know, a friend of mine on Facebook put 99 degrees at midnight in Texas the other day. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's still hot at, at um, eight o'clock at night when I go, but I'm not in the direct sun and it makes a big difference. So uh, if you're doing some kind of stationary aerobic activity like you're outside doing i don't know uh kung fu fighting or 
weightlifting or aerobic dance or something like that, get in the shade, get out of the direct sun. That's pretty obvious. And then another thing you can do is just, if you have a really hot day, alternate your normal workout. If your normal workout is extreme physical workout and use uh, less lower impact, less aerobic exercise for um, a few days, do some Pilates, which I don't really know. I know what they are, but I don't really know what they are. I've, I've never actually done Pilates. I've always thought it was interesting sounding, but it makes you lean and strong. They always say, or yoga or uh, gardening or just some kind of relaxing, less, you know, not running down the street at a hundred miles an hour or something like that. Any of those things would be great to, to give yourself a little bit of a break in the heat, but yeah, or just, there are lots and lots of ways to exercise indoors. Uh, you know, go, go get, uh, a, uh, Denise Austin tape and, and work out along with her in front of the television, you know, Tybo. We go. actually own a Tybo DVD and yeah, exactly. You can always bring it indoors if you have to. I've I actually watched a Tybo DVD before. <laughs> I, I've been hitting the elliptical a little bit this last week uh, for another reason, but that's kept me in indoors again for the last couple of days. So that's a, um, it's a great idea. So I just want to tell everybody out there, there's an article it's on USA today. Uh, we'll put the link on the notes, go there, read the whole article. There's more info in it and uh, be safe out there. People in the words of Daniel Dreyfusanti, be safe out there. So getting started, most people that I talk to that are, severely overweight, obese, you know, more than 20, 30% of their body weight overweight. Uh, they always say, I really don't know how to get started. I don't know how to get started. So I thought we would dedicate the bulk of the time for this show talking about how to make some good steps in the right direction. First thing I want to say is remember, <clears throat> excuse me, remember that you don't have to change everything on day one. That's a big mistake I think people make. They they say, tomorrow I'm going to be healthy. I'm having Brussels sprouts for breakfast, Brussels sprouts for lunch, celery for dinner. I'm going to run eight miles, and then tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing again. And it just does not work. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but people do crazy things like that, and it's Aaron, just, just it's, not going to work. I, it's ironic that you bring this up. Uh, uh, I was looking at uh, an app on my phone. Uh, for calorie counting, that sort of thing. And, uh, it, they're all over the place. We posted a link in a previous episode of, of, uh, calorie calculators, that sort of thing. So I put in, um, my weight, my age, my height, uh, my activity level and said, uh, I want to, uh, moderate weight loss. All right. And it calculated that, um, I could do that on 4,000 calories a day. Now, you know, we've already talked earlier that I had been putting away five or six thousand pretty regularly. That makes sense. Four thousand calories a day is still a huge reduction. So my diet could include cheesecake and apple pie, you know, at least for a <laughs> while. The, the thing is, it's, right. a, it's a sliding scale, but that's yep. exactly what you're talking about here. When you're first starting out, you can still, uh, do lots of bad things and have a good in outcome from it. Yeah. The, I, I told somebody a while back, um, actually, I think I, put a post up about this. I have found the secret to quick weight loss. Get really, really fat. Because <laughs> the heavier you are, the quicker it will come off when you start. You know, if you need to lose 10 pounds, it's going to be a little more difficult for you probably to shave that last 10 off than it was for me to take my first 10 off when I weighed 400. Uh, there's an interesting, <clears throat> it's interesting you're talking about the number of calories, Mark. I don't know if you've heard about the lady in England that's attempting to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Either one of you guys heard about that? No. I have not. She's... 
she's already in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the heaviest woman person, obviously, to ever give birth. She weighs right now about 620 pounds. Her daughter's three years old. She's decided she wants to get into the Guinness Book of World Records by, drumroll, being the heaviest woman ever. So she's oh, attempting no. to eat around 12,000 calories a day to gain another three to 400 pounds. The scary part is her husband is supporting her in this endeavor. And the way she's paying for her $750 a week food bill is with a webcam and subscriptions. People subscribe to watch this lady eat. And that's just sad and wrong on so many levels. I pray she lives to reach that goal. Yeah. She, she was quoted a couple saying a couple of things that I thought were especially disturbing. One is it's not hurting anybody but me, which is not true because she has a three-year-old daughter and the and, and taxpayers that will be paying for her healthcare going forward. And then the second thing she said was I'm still healthy. She claims to be healthy, even though she's 620 pounds. There's no 620 pound person in the world that is healthy. Uh, I want to give a little shout out to a new friend of mine, Carlton, Carlton Cullens. He's a trainer in Austin. Hopefully going to have him on the show here in a few weeks, uh, connected him to a mutual friend. He already does some, YouTube videos uh, about health, health and fitness and how to get in better shape and how to live a healthy lifestyle. And I was actually listening to one of his videos at work today while I was uh, winding up the afternoon doing some email and stuff and had that play in a YouTube video playing in the background, just listening. And he said, you know, I don't want to be rude or, or try to sound like I'm being mean, but um, you don't ever see any fat old people. That's true. And uh, that's exactly the truth. You know, you don't see any 390-pound 100-year-olds. And so uh, I want to live forever, I've decided. You know, like Stephen Wright says, I've decided I'm going to live forever. So far, so good. Uh, I have no illusions about doing that, but I do want to live a, you know, a full life. And so um, anyway, I didn't mean to get totally off the track there, but you don't have to change everything day one. <clears throat> Mark doesn't have to go from eating however many calories he was eating right now to eating 1,200 calories a day. He doesn't have to do that. And so uh, along that same note, it's okay to fail. One of the main tenets of one meal and workout is you approach it one meal at a time, one workout at a time. If you fail, you just keep going. You don't stop. You don't put another date in the future that you're going to start over. If you fail at lunch today, you start over at dinner. And uh, so it's okay to fail. And the third thing to remember before we get into any more details is once you come up with this plan that Don and I are going to give you some suggestions about what to do. Once you come up with a plan, write it down and uh, kind of bullet point it out so that you know what you're really supposed to be doing. It reminds you of what your what your targets are. When I first started, I blogged everything I did to remind myself and also to put it out there in front of people. But um, yeah, so write it down. Aaron, I, I want to ask you, do you think uh... – Public accountability is an important uh, component in, in weight loss? You know, for me, it was. It, uh, not, not just the accountability, but, you know, most of us are blessed with good friends and family. And if you let them know what you're doing, they will encourage you. And I, would, I will honestly say that Facebook and blogging helped me with my weight loss. Um, because every time I put something on there about I went and walked a mile tonight, I would get five attaboys. Every time I put, you know, I went to La Paria Mexican food tonight and I only ate half a cow, you know, I would get a good job. And 
just that accountability slash encouragement, I think it really did help. Okay. Don. Aaron. Tell me about eating less. Oh, eating less is fun. Uh, well, since we're talking about getting started, there's lots of small things that you can do to actually eat less, since we talk a lot about eat less, exercise more. Um, and again, it's important to remember that any of these things help and that you can build these things all together or you can take them one at a time or however you need to do it. You don't have to go whole hog to uh, use a slight pun on all of them. So, <laughs> I encourage like people to. I encourage people to pick three things. Three so things. Don, you're fixing to lay out a bunch of ideas. I'm telling the people out there to listen right now. Pick three of them. Come up with Let's your do. own if you need to, but pick three. Let's do some. So a good one to start with that a lot of people don't realize makes such a big difference. No sweet drinks. Now, if you don't want to go crazy with this, if you if you're big on sweet drinks, I'm a big sweet drinks guy. I have a hard time eating dinner with just a glass of water. You can kind of tone things down. We'll get to that in a second. But a lot of folks say don't drink your calories. Things like sweet tea, which is huge for us in the South, or Coke, or Dr. Pepper, which is a big one for me. Uh, Mountain Dew, my best friend's a huge Mountain Dew head. Those things have lots of calories in them because they're full of sugar. So sugar! Even things like fruit juice. I love fruit juice, but fruit juice, fruit is all sugar. So cutting those things down or if you can out completely uh, especially if you're replacing them with lots and lots of water will help a lot the second thing would be a lot of folks like to make the rule that they don't do seconds or thirds or fourths or fifths but if you have the rule that you're going to eat what's on your plate and then you're not going to go back and get more then that's a guideline that you can set for yourself in that way you can, especially if you're somebody like me, again, who loves, uh, well, obviously I, I love to eat because I was 360 pounds, but whenever you really enjoy eating, whenever it's one of your joys in life, it's hard to eat a plate of food and think, that was wonderful, and I'm not going to eat any more of it. You think, I just want to keep eating this because it's so good. So That's, if you just I determine you, when you start that you're not going to keep going back, then it helps. For me, um, the no seconds rule got me around a problem that I had dealt with a lot. And one of my excuses that I used to use a lot, I always used to say, uh, you know, if I was a smoker, I could just quit smoking. If I was a drug addict, I could just quit drugs. But I'm an eater and I can't quit eating. And so I kind of use that as an excuse sometimes about how hard it was to lose weight. And I'm not saying it isn't hard. But when I came up with this genius idea of no seconds, <laughs> I'm saying genius facetiously, you but it's true. That, didn't you? Yeah, I did. No seconds. Uh, it it gave me the ability to eat and have a concrete limit. I do a lot better with all or nothing uh, than I do in moderation. I'm just not a moderation person. Let me and add so a for, tip, if I may, uh, along these lines. Uh, a lot of people, of course, your listeners won't know at all. Uh, is I actually have a psychology degree. That's the only thing I'm actually trained to do. I'm a podcaster and a computer professional, but the only thing I'm actually trained to do is, is be a psychologist. Uh and some of the studies that have been done around this uh, uh, subject uh, say an amazing thing that you can do, and restaurants know this, is use small plates. If you go to a buffet, they give you tiny plates. And there's a reason for that. People eat less when they use a small plate. So don't use the big plates when you're serving yourself. Get, use the mm -hmm. kitty plates, and it will make a difference. Yeah. 
How does that make you feel, Mark? <laughs> Sorry, I just can't resist. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, though. You know, and and what I've tried to do too is part of my diet changes is I've tried to shift the portions, proportions of my portions. So I've tried to eat a smaller pork chop and smaller potatoes and more salad. You know, whereas before it was the biggest pork chop I could fit on the plate or two. And all the potatoes that were left after my wife and son got their potatoes. And why did you make salad? <laughs> that was my previous method. Um, so anyway, go ahead, Don. Sorry about that. Okay. Next would be to eat a better breakfast. A lot of folks will eat a cinnamon bun or donut or all those delicious things. I'm going to stop talking about because that's not going to help anyone. But instead to eat... <laughs> Uh, things that that work better for you, you know, grains are grains are carbs, and everybody thinks carbs are terrible. But there's plenty of breakfast cereal out there that you can eat with, you know, two percent milk or skim milk or what have you that are actually good for you. Not talking about Lucky Charms or Captain Crunch, but you know the stuff on the top shelf that they keep away from the kids because the kids aren't interested in that stuff anyway. Peanut um, butter, make sure that Captain Crunch. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch is delicious. That's one of my favorites. Um, anything that's got uh, whole grains in it is going to be good for you. Making sure that you eat breakfast within an hour of waking up. A lot of folks say that actually helps to boost your metabolism. It gets your body started for the day better than waiting until later. That's one that I'm actually bad at. I'll wake up, get my shower, get on the computer, get all my work stuff set up, check my emails, and then, oh, it's almost time to start the day. Let me go ahead and get a bowl of cereal before I have to be on the phones. Yeah, you know, so. um, another great thing to make sure you do at breakfast, if you can, I, I don't always do this. In fact, I don't do it as often as I should. Protein at breakfast is a great idea because it uh, stays with you. And again, it kind of fires your metabolism up. I mean, just think about it. Most of us have been fasting since eight or nine o'clock the night before, or even if we ate a late night snack. So you've been, your body's been without food for 10 hours. Our, you know, our first guest on the on the podcast ever, Adam Brown, was talking about that. And uh, when I was working out years ago, lifting weights, I used to eat six eggs, uh, three eggs and six egg whites for breakfast every morning. Um, I don't need that many calories right now because I'm not lifting weights like a crazy man. But uh, still, that lean protein is a great source. So an egg is a great source, especially egg whites. Egg white is, is fantastic for you. Yes, and eggs are very versatile. There's a lot of things you can do with eggs. Yep. I love eggs. All right. A boiled egg yes. is great commute food. Uh, it is. Indeed. We, we keep mess. boiled eggs in the fridge, and I grab one and eat it on my way to work every day. Yeah, the, um, and the nice thing is if you can do the whites only or do a, uh, if you want more, you know, do like three egg whites and one yolk, um, 90% of the calories in the egg are in the yolk. And so, uh, and most of the fat and stuff, and it's good fat for you. It's not necessarily bad fats, but. Uh, you know, two or three egg whites is not very many calories and tastes great, especially if you put some salt and pepper and some bell pepper in it and maybe a little uh, cheese. And uh, anyway, I, I digress. <clears throat> mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Next would be no value meals. And this is one that I kind of had a, my own epiphany on one day, but I realized that the supersized value meal is not a normal size portion. That's why they call it supersize. But it's also the, uh, I mean, if you notice, it's the cheap stuff. It's the burgers that they're going to 
throw they're going to have one burger one burger patty and they're going to throw a bunch of extra bun on there and you know if you get two or three of those all you're really getting more of is bun and the only value that you can really get out of that stuff is that you can get fat cheaper as aaron likes to say otherwise (laughs) it's not going to be worth your money yeah a a corollary Uh, to that rule i came up with is if a restaurant wants you to do it don't if they have an all-you-can-eat buffet, don't. If they have a super size, don't. That's a good idea. You know, I, for me, I still eat value meals, but now they are my value meal of choice. At one point, was the ever fun double meat cheeseburger, gigantic order of fries, biggest drink that you have, extra sugar, please, which is like a fifteen hundred, two thousand calorie meal by itself. So now, when I get the value meal, I've Again, set a, a hard parameter for myself. If it's going to be a burger joint, I order the smallest burger they have, smallest fry they have, and a diet drink or water or unsweet tea, which I don't usually get unsweet tea because I don't think those two words should go together in the same sentence. But um, yeah, so that's the way I've done it. So I, you know, at that point, you can do a value meal if you don't do the value meal they always want you to do, like Don's talking about the the gigantic super size, biggie size, windy size, king size, sonic size. Uh, jumbo size meal. It's true. My favorite value meal was the McDonald's breakfast when they came out with the McGriddles because I would get two McGriddles and they had the hash browns, which I crave even now. You get two for a dollar. I'll get one of those and I'll get a giganto Dr. Pepper. And I found out that meal was uh, inching toward 3000 calories. And that was how I started my day. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah uh, I still like punch. I still like uh, I still like McDonald's hash brown now and then alright moving on I'm getting hungry so let's stop talking about that <laughs> I know we're, that's, we're really helping people out here fashion. yeah okay next would be don't keep unhealthy snacky foods on hand doing air quotes there for snacky foods whatever you tend to graze on I'm a, I was a big grazer. I tend to stay out of the pantry now, but even growing up, I used to always, while I was watching TV, in between shows or during commercials or whatever, just get up, go in the kitchen, open the door, see what's in the pantry, and it's always easiest to go in there and grab something because you don't actually have to cook it. You know, chips, cookies, uh, crackers, ice cream isn't necessarily in the pantry, but that's one that a lot of people are prone to late at night, especially And if you don't keep that stuff in the house, you're not going to stop watching your show to go down to the grocery store to get any of this stuff. You're probably not going to go to the gas station to get any of it. You're just going to go sit back down and keep watching your show. Or if you've got healthy stuff on hand, if you have fruits, if you have a pickle, if you have string cheese, if you have any of these things that we've suggested, or there's plenty of other options out there, of course, that stuff you can pick up and, and eat as opposed to getting your hands on something that's just full of calories and not a whole lot else. Yep. Good advice, Don. Good advice. Did you have any suggestions for healthy snacky foods, Aaron? I, my go-to guy is the pickle. Um, it's portable, crunchy, flavorful, and almost no calories. Um, we keep a bag of almonds in the pantry and I'll let myself go in there and grab a half a dozen of those and just chew them you know, one at a time, just kind of something to snack on. Same kind of that, that old hand-to-mouth, uh, bored, chewing habit, you know. 
that you right. build over years of being an overeater. Um, and then another one that I like that's kind of a just a snack that I keep around the house is um, a blank. My mind, my mind has gone blank. Popcorn. Thank you. It's popcorn. We like oh, to do you know, low-cal popcorn. Extra movie butter popcorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double butter, double salt. No, the lightest you can get. We actually bought one of those poppers, you know, that has the dome and has the, you put like three drops of oil in it and it pops all your popcorn and that's what we do. And it, it works great. Um, we don't, uh, we don't do it every night, but we'll do that a couple nights a week, maybe one night a week, two nights a week as a snack. My wife will make just enough for each of us to have a little bowl and we will sit down and eat the popcorn when we watch a movie or whatever. So, you know, one good of the, uh, I'm sorry, Don, go ahead. That's other that's good stuff. Oh yeah, it is. Popcorn is great. Um, you know, we always go back to the uh, the simplicity of eat less, exercise more. So we talked about eating less. Again, I encourage you pick three of those things. For me, my first three things were no sweet tea, no seconds, find some good snacks. That was the three things I did, and I and it made a huge difference just right off the right off the bat. So um, that's exercise less. I ex- uh, eat less. So now exercise more. Um, the biggest thing for most people is. They're like, I don't really know what to do. I don't know how to go to the gym and lift weights and work out and all that kind of thing. Just pick your activity of choice. It doesn't matter really what it is. You just need to be moving. We are so sedentary these days. Um, I have here my notes. Walking is super accessible for most people and free. Free, free, free. You can walk and it doesn't cost you anything. Um, That's how I started. And I recommend that for everybody. There's all kinds of benefits from walking. So, Walking is awesome. If you like to play racquetball, if you like to play tennis, if you like to swim, any of those, try it out. Do that. doesn't matter. Um, just pick something. And if you have some kind of physical limitation, maybe you're a diabetic and you have some numbness in your feet and you can't really walk well, if you just go to Google, and if you're listening to this, you probably are somewhat computer savvy or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast, go to Google, type um, exercises for people with physical limitations or exercises to do seated or any combination of something like that, you'll get millions of hits. There's websites after websites, blogs, um, articles about things you can do to exercise, get your heart rate up, be more active without having to go run or walk or anything like that. Of course, most of them recommend swimming, uh, but not everybody has access to a pool, but there's all kinds of things you can do. Sit and be fit. I mean, there's a whole, a whole gaggle of things to Google about that. Um, but then the big thing, once you figure out what you're going to do, and this is what I've pounded over and over again on anybody I talk to is make a schedule. Know when you're going to work out. It's the old worn out adage of if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. If you don't know when you're going to go work out next, you probably will not do it. And if you do do it, you'll get around to it and it'll be later than you should have. And you'll have missed a few days. So Figure out when you're going to work out, make a schedule, put it on a Google, Google, Google calendar, put it on your Blackberry, write it on your mirror, uh, tape it to the back of the person's head in front of you at your desk in school, whatever you got to do, know when you're going to work out next, and then do everything you can just to get yourself to that workout and get started. I can, I can tell you that in the last year plus that I've been doing this, there hasn't been maybe one or two times out of the however many times I've exercised uh, that I got out the door and got out there and did about five minutes and came back. You know, once you, if you can just get yourself to whatever it is, um, most people go ahead and commit and do their, their workout. They won't just cheese out on it. 
So if you know when it's supposed to be and you just look at that as something you got to do and you just jump up and do it, um, that's the way to do it. So pick an activity, any one you want. If you do it for two weeks, you don't like it, pick another one. If you do that one for two weeks, you don't like it, pick another one. Uh, and just figure out on your schedule when you can do it and uh, and get after it. If it's if your schedule is really flexible, you're not sure when, pick several days and shoot for all of them. And if you only hit three out of five, then that's fine. But shoot for three days a week. So we kind of got the three and three rule going here, Don. Mark, it's kind of like a Chuck Woolery, the two and two, only it's three and three. Pick three changes you're going to make in your diet and pick three days of the week you're going to work out. That's all you got to do. If you can do that, you can do what my dad used to call get yourself off a high center. <laughs> you know what that means if you're not a farmer or a country boy. That's like when you drive down an old dirt road that's got ruts on the sides and the bottom of your truck bottoms out. That's high center and your center of the road's higher than you are and your, your tires are off the ground. That's kind of how we feel sometimes. We just can't get any traction. We can't get moving. Use this three and three method. Um, I should have copyrighted that. I just made that up. But three diet changes, three days a week exercise, and move forward with that. It's all about the branding, Aaron. It's all about it the branding. One meal, one workout brought to you by Element OP Productions. Eat less, exercise more, three and three. Sorry, I couldn't help. Don. Aaron. Anything else they need to know about this? About getting started? About getting started? Well, yeah. I think it's... I think it's something that you need to have someone that you can talk to about because if you're going to get started and you say, okay, I'll get started tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes around and nobody's really going to ask you about it or nobody's going to say anything, then it's easy to say, well, I'll start tomorrow. And that just kind of happens indefinitely. And I think that happens for a lot of folks. If you have someone to talk to about it, no matter how you can talk about it, having people that know what you're doing and can keep you, the buzzword is accountable, then that's going to do a lot to help you motivate yourself to actually do these things that you now think are, you're going to make part of your life. So Mark whether that, actually, what Mark and I actually talked about that in the very first episode about the, you start, you know, um, on January 1st with your new resolution, January 2nd, you break it. And, uh, so then you just start over. Well, I'll start after the holidays. And so you wait till, February, I'm going to start February 1st, and then you fail, and you just keep pushing it back. If you don't have somebody there to pick you back up sometimes on, on February 2nd or January 2nd and remind you of what you're trying to do, um, it can be tough when you're out there by yourself. Oh, yeah, because you can make, just like you're you're starting to list off there, you can make any number of excuses to keep yourself from doing it. Oh, we still got food left over from the holidays. February comes around. Oh, it's too cold to get out there and do anything now. March mm -hmm. comes around. Oh, we've got stuff going on around the house. April comes around. Oh, I need to start getting ready for springtime. Uh, May comes around, and oh, it's too nice out. We're going to go, you know, do something else. And, you know, it just happens that way until January rolls around again. Yeah. Excuse Especially, yourself right into the grave. Right. As we were talking about earlier, it's too hot outside. That's one of the biggest <laughs> anti-activity propaganda slogans that you'll ever hear because there's plenty of things that you can do even if it's not, just like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So no matter how you're going to do it, and a lot of folks don't want to, uh, I'm one of those people, Aaron's, Aaron's a person that can put it on Facebook and make a blog about it. And he wants to tell everybody about what he's doing, and then it's, it feels good to him to have folks say, you're doing great. I really admire you for doing that. I'm not that kind of a person. For me, I would think this person hasn't heard from me in 15 years. Why are they telling me, good job, I'm, I'm excited for you on Facebook because it's well, some people, some people admit more to me than others. 
<laughs> Probably true. Didn't think about that, but even if you have just one person, you know, if it's if you're married, it can be your spouse very easily, and they may even want to do that with you. That would be an even better motivation and even better way for you to to keep track and keep up with doing these things. Um, having somebody that will actually go out there and do these things with you is wonderful, and that's one of the things that I need as as someone who's trying to be active. I've got to have somebody that's willing to do this stuff with me, or I'm really not going to go out and do it on my own. But however you want to do it, make sure you got somebody on, in person, on the phone, or email, on a blog, on Facebook, whatever. Have them just check up with you every now and again and let them know how you're doing without being asked. And don't let that person be a uh, five foot, 10 inch, 180 pound male model. <laughs> this is all. It helps if it's somebody who's struggling right along with you. I think you could go either way on that because you, you also want somebody that can be strong for you. Uh, you know, my guy that was my accountability partner when I started was a retired lieutenant colonel from the Army who was pretty fit and had always been pretty fit. And I picked him because he was a retired lieutenant colonel from the Army because <laughs> I knew he would tell me, Aaron, why aren't you uh, doing A, B, or C? And I think personality plays into it a lot too. But I understand what – I think we're actually talking about two different roles. Um, when we get right down to it, I think we're talking about a person to walk alongside you on the journey. And then you also need somebody, I think, to keep you accountable for your progress on the journey. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. A, I told somebody today in an email, I'm an expert about getting myself in shape. At least I have been for the last year, but I'm not an expert about getting anybody else in shape yet. I'm working toward that, but I'm not there by any means. So we're fleshing this out as we go along. I had a workout partner that was struggling just like I was. Um, he was the person and we encouraged each other. It wasn't that we didn't keep each other accountable. We did. We encouraged each other when I didn't really necessarily want to go work out. He was there to let's go run or let's go walk. But at the same time, I also had the guy that was the, the no excuses kind of guy. Uh, and he, he never bashed me. It wasn't anything like that. Um, and I think your spouse may be able to be person a the, right alongside you, but you may not want, necessarily want your spouse to be the accountability uh, call you on the carpet person either. Cause that could cause some undue friction in the homestead. So I don't know. That's a good call. So yeah, maybe there is a difference between encouragement and accountability. There's certainly overlap between them, but yeah. uh, both components. See, now we've got three, two, and one. There you go. Three components, yeah. two, two, uh, two there, and then one meal, one workout. We, we got it. Perfect. <laughs> so you need accountability and encouragement. So you've got the two yeah. components there. Right, and and you can get sometimes you can get them both in the same person, um, or like you said, both people may do both. But um, this would be a great thing for somebody out there, some stranger even, to chime in on a forum <laughs> or a, a, a blog or something and put a comment about what they think about this. But, yeah, um, my uh, lieutenant, retired lieutenant colonel, Brian Edholm, a little shout out to Brian. What, what? Uh, he met with me for lunch every other week uh, for the first several months while I was getting started on this. And we just visited and talked about things in general, life and family. But it always to kind of come back around to, well, how's it going? What's doing well? What's not working for you? How are you feeling? Are you struggling? Are you, you feel like, you, you know, you're making progress? And uh, and it was good knowing that I was going to be talking to Brian every week, you know. Um, so anyway, I think I think we've given some people at least something to put some shoes on their feet and get them moving. You know, first step is to anybody out there listening is you've got to come to that realization. I need to do something. I've got to make some changes. Once you've come to that realization, what do you do? 
we gave you the, th the three and three method. <laughs> pick three things about your diet you need to change. Um, pick three days of the week that you're going to exercise. Write it down. Send it to some people. Get some accountability about it. And then just start doing it. For anybody that's listening to this right now, it doesn't matter if it's uh, the day it comes out in two weeks from now or two weeks from Friday or whatever, or if somebody's listening to this a year later or somebody finds this on a thumb drive in the year 2015. What's a thumb if drive? Asking, yeah, exactly. Um, on a crystal chip uh, in the year 2039. If you're asking yourself, okay, when should I start this? The answer is the very next meal that you have. If you're listening to this before dinner, start at dinner. And when should I start exercising? The very next time you have a chance to exercise. Don't wait and plan it out a month from now. Don't wait till you get back from your vacation. Start today. And that's not a hard sales pitch. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not asking for any money. I'm not saying if you don't buy this car today, I can't give you this deal tomorrow. This is for your own life and health and safety uh, and your family and friends that love you and want to see you be healthy and be around a long time. Don, Mark, though anything will, else on that? Anything else on that though, topic? Though we will take your money if you're if you're wanting to give it. If you just want to give us money, go to elementopi.com. There's a tip jar. Put a tip in the jar, and then email Mark at thetightwadtech.com and tell him what percentage goes to me, <laughs> and what percentage stays with Element Opie. I'm just kidding, of course. But Actually, I'm not. But they I, don't even need to email. There's a comment section right there when mm, you make the donation. So obviously, I've not really, made a uh, donation. So yet again, I'm called on the carpet. I haven't listened to the entire podcast, and I have not made a donation. Man, I'm, I'm a terrible person. Uh, all so right, let so, me tell you where you can find uh, perhaps some of that encouragement and accountability, and that would be in the forums at the elementopi.com website. We have the One Meal, One Workout forums there where uh, people from uh, all over the world could perhaps get together uh, in uh, an asynchronous manner, uh, share your successes, perhaps uh, maybe equally important or maybe even more so, share your failures uh, and uh, communicate with each other. Uh, there You'll also find there other podcasts about other subjects uh, because we're not all just interested in health and fitness. We all have other things and we endeavor at Elementary OP Productions to bring you content of a general nature to a lot of people. We're uh, constantly adding our shows right there. So uh, there's a place that uh, you can go and perhaps find some uh, of your encouragement and accountability there. Aaron, where else could they find uh, you specifically and more about the One Meal, One More uh, Workout philosophy? If you go to the interweb and just type one meal, one workout, you'll probably get to us. www.onemealoneworkout.com. Uh, yeah, onemealoneworkout.com is the, the main site. and um, But you can go to facebook.com forward slash one meal, one workout. YouTube.com forward slash one meal, one workout. Twitter.com forward slash one meal, one workout. Uh, I'm actually trying to... Uh, do some tweeting, some little gentle encouragements. I threw out what I had for breakfast today for for my seven followers to uh, to to read, and um, you know I think that's a great way to do some some micro encouragement, and that's kind of how I'm going to use that announcements like that, that we're recording this podcast now, and uh, just some some basic encouragement along those lines using the hashtag one M one W. I expect to see it trending to the top anytime now. Uh, <laughs> but if you really just want to send something to me, you have a question or a question for one of our guests in the future or for Mark or anything about anything, email me at Aaron at one meal, one workout.com. That's double a R O N at one meal, one workout.com. And as always, we always use the number one, not O N E because it's not on me alone workout. 
or one meal alone workout is what it looks like. But uh, it's one meal, one workout. Mark, anything else, Don? That'll do it. I appreciate your time, guys. And I'm uh, excited to see some people's lives changed. So remember, same way I end the show every time. Probably should start the show this way, but I tend to end it this way. Before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider.